Hello, and welcome to How to Cry Monster Chapter 6, The Wendigo, or Wendigo. Now, with me today are my co-hosts. Sup, Chief? I'm Sam. Um, hi, I'm Jasmine. I'm Joe the Sound Guy. And I'm Neil Nestor, the main host. So, today, um... The Wendigo is something that does appear in a lot of popular culture. Um, only recently did I learn that it was the main antagonist in Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Um, I did not realize that until just recently. Um, what do you mean? Wait. What do you mean antagonist? Like, that like it he was, based it, it off the Wendigo myth? or? Yeah, I think it, it like, as in... This thing was, like, one of the central underlying themes was the Wendigo was, like, supposed to be behind, like, a lot of, like, what was going on or something like that. To be honest, I haven't seen the movie itself. I just did some reading about it. I don't know if you guys have seen Pet Cemetery. Have any of you? No. no. <laughs> not even Unfortunately. It's not my... It's Same. Not my uh, I prefer The Mist of the Talking King. All right. Okay. Okay. It. It. <laughs> we talked about it one up. Um, in one of our previous episodes. Um, now, the, the Wendigo. Now, here's what I know about the Wendigo, which I'm sure is, like, basically the same information you all you guys know, because I have very limited information about it. A Wendigo is a person who, um, from at least Algonquin folklore, um, from what I've read, that has ingested human flesh. Um, the flesh of another human, um, basically gone and resorted to cannibalism. And now, due to the um, sacred boundaries that the Algonquins had on um, cannibalism, because it was one of those moral wrongs to them, this was something that was like a grave offense to these people. Of course, it is everywhere, um, for the most part. Um, but for them, it was one of the most sacred wrongs, and it was punishable by being turned into a Wendigo. Now, I don't know much about, like, the powers of this creature or what it is capable of. I did read that this thing has immense strength and um, that it has the power to turn other people into Wendigos. Also, in addition, one can be turned into a Wendigo by dreaming about it. Really? Yeah. Well, that kind of sucks. That's like some Freddy Krueger type stuff going on right there. Nightmare on Elm Street, except it's Wendigo. So, like, that that's that's my knowledge as far as I know. Like, Do you know how they how another Wendigo can turn a person into another Wendigo? Or is that kind of just, like, not really out there information? That is information that I, <laughs> I personally don't know myself. All I know is that it can do it. I want to say maybe it has something to do with, like, how werewolves transmit their, um... Through a bite? Yeah, I want to say that it's one of those through a bite type things. Because that seems to be the most popular when it comes to, like, folklore and, um, ancient myths and, um, disease-related, like, creatures. Um, now, what, what do you guys know about the Wendigo? I know that it was brought back into kind of like the mainstream popularity by the 2015 video game Until Dawn. Because uh -huh. like, spoiler alert, the main villain is not the killer, the, the typical teen killer Jason 
Like, that's the red herring, and it's really just a Wendigo that's terrorizing the kids. Hmm. And then after that, a lot of creepy bosters got written about Wendigos or screen crawlers, or like, there's this really famous creepy pasta called The Rake, and that's about a Wendigo or a Wendigo like thing. That's a cool story, you should check it out. But, like, recently it just got kind of skyrocketed in, into the spotlight because it's a cool myth that not a lot of people hear. Like, we always talk about werewolves or vampires, mm -hmm. but never really the Native American type of beasts and monsters. And we should because they're right in our own backyards. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. That is very true. There are a lot of Native American folklore creatures that, um, there's way more than many people think. A lot more. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, um, you got about, like, 20 different types of Bigfoot, which we will save for the North American Bigfoot episode. You have the, like, the Pocahontas fire dragon. You have the shadow creature of Braxton County. You have, um... All these different things, all these different creatures, the Snallygaster, which is basically like a pterodactyl, so many different types, so many different things. Even now, the most prominent type of these folklore um, monsters are the skinwalkers. Now, skinwalkers, for the audience, uh, in case they don't know, that is someone who has killed a member of their own family um, and has invoked a dark power to transform into a beast like some form of creature one of the most famous that i know of um is this one called the raven mocker now the raven mocker is often depicted as a bigfoot now um this particular one likes to lure people into the woods with um these calls that sound like children or women sometimes and when it lures them, it kills them. It eats them. I assume it eats them. <laughs> I know it definitely kills them or siphons their soul of some kind. Now, the other skinwalkers I've heard of all follow a similar type of uh, gist. They all like to lure people into um, seclusion and um, siphon their souls or eat something like of that person. There's one that literally just eats livers. But, like, um, do you guys think that the Wendigo, it, it, like, by nature could be a skinwalker? Do you think that? I think it may be, like, they're very similar. They're a little bit different. Just because, like, I was, like, um, doing research before. And, because I was, like, is there a difference? And I know with the Indigo, they're more cannibalistic and they're more of a spirit. Mm -hmm. Rather than the skinwalkers are shapeshifters. Right. So, um... A lot of like the shapeshifters may like um like turn into like if they like know you personally not know you personally but like mm. if they like study like the way you like who you interact with like what you are like they'll shapeshift into something that you are familiar with so like if you like leave your cat outside and then you bring your cat in there's could be a chance that that might not be your cat but it could be a skinwalker trying to kill you i've heard many theories about skinwalkers um there are some that suggest that skinwalkers are still around today in modern day and that they um, still are responsible for the, the disappearances of people in remote areas and woodland areas like in Alaska where 15,000 people have gone missing 
and um, just in that wilderness alone. People attribute that to the different skinwalkers and to the different folklore legends that they have there. Now, something I find interesting about the skinwalker theory is that it kind of relates to the one of the original interpretation of vampires. How I said in an earlier episode that um, vampires were a tortured soul of a relative that was possessed by a demon who would take on the form of that relative to get inside of your home and to kill you, basically. So, to me, I think that there is more to the this style of creature um, than, than meets the eye. I think this is more than just like Native American folklore. I think that there's a theme going on in other cultures as well about creatures like these. Have you guys heard or seen anything like that? The skinwalkers? Yeah. Um, I saw a video, like, I think a year or two ago, where there, it was going around on the internet where it was um, someone filming an actual, like, live skinwalker, because I even saw it, and I was like, what the hell is that? Like, it Whoa. was so weird. But again, I don't know if it was real or not, so I can't say for 100% sure if it was true, but they didn't go near it, but they just filmed it from afar, and they were like okay this is weird they were like giggling like nervous giggling and shit and honestly like it was just really interesting to watch because i was like are they here like in our country like are they in arizona like what's up what are they doing what what did the what did the creature do in the video i think it was just like walking like it was crawling on all fours i think and it was like like walking around and whatever and like halfway through the video or near the end at least uh, the I think the skin crawler, whatever it was, like lifted its head up and like looked at the camera, oh, and they geez. just went running. And uh. they were like, "Nope, <laughs> we're done. Goodbye." Like, I'm out. You so. can't see my face right now, but I'm like flipping out <laughs> too. Yeah, no, that's that's a hell no. I would if I <laughs> if if I was walking around and then I just saw like something like lanky walking on like like all fours turn to look at me like and I'll be like nope okay adios throw away the whole wilderness after that <laughs> exactly yeah Jesus. going off that I actually recently like before this podcast um, saw a video of a girl who had an experience with a skinwalker and I believe she was in Oregon hmm. I think okay. and um, she went hiking with like one of her other friends and it was them like going through a trail and as they're going through the trail they're like I have a weird feeling about this trail, but let's just keep going. And as they're walking, they hear um, one of their friends who also goes on the same trail, but they weren't lift, but they like weren't with them. And they just like hear their friend like calling for help, and they're like, they were they thought it was real at first because that friend goes on that trail a lot at first, so they started going towards the noise. And as it like as they got like closer to the noise, they realized like the their friends are more like garbled, like almost almost like monstrous. And that's when they were like, okay, we need to turn around. This isn't normal. And, like, it's, like, weird how, like, sometimes... Because I know there's, like, a myth with the skinwalkers that sometimes it, like, intimidates, like... Not intimidates, that's what I'm looking for. Mimics? Mimics. Yeah, mimics. Like, somebody that you may know or, like, a child. And that's what they heard. They heard their friend when it was really just skinwalker. And just, like, that's terrifying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I've heard a lot about the imitations um, of of people out in um in the woods like i've heard some stories from people who said that they've heard their like their mother like talking to them in their like 
Um, my mother is not here, obviously. She's in another state. Um, Time to lock the doors. Or, like... Barricade. Like, sometimes I've even heard that the, um, the skinwalkers may even call you by name. Like, they may even... Like, if they... If they know you well enough, they may just call you by name. Now, when I say know you well enough, I feel like a skinwalker stalks you um stalks yeah i feel like they have to be invested in their next target they have to know a lot about them and they have to know um who they are and in that in that sense some people may not even know that they have been um preyed on by a skinwalker because there are some instances where people may wake up in the woods even when they were just like in their bed what the hell and um that is a sign the pretty obvious sign that clearly something happened and usually what that means is that um sometimes the skinwalkers from what i understand can put someone in a trance and that they can lure you to wherever they want you to be in this trance almost like sleepwalking like a zombie like um, trance, and then through that method, I believe that they siphon information from you to save for later. That way, they can legitimately prey on you. Now, you'd probably be wondering, like, why wouldn't they just prey on you right then and there? I feel like there's more to it. The knowledge of the knowledge that people have of skinwalker, skinwalkers is incredibly limited, oh, and yeah. and I feel like there must be some more of like a catch to what they are as demons. Because demons, at least when it comes to demonic possession, if someone gets possessed by a demon, usually they'll know things. The demon usually, or the person being possessed, knows things that they shouldn't. Do you want to know how you know if you're if a demon is nearby, though? Go ahead, tell me. From what I heard from one of my friends who is very into, like, the demons, that, like, researches this so they can understand how to fight back if that demon appears. Um, we were actually in our dorms. Actually, it was um, kind of like the basic gist of it is is that a demon will pretend to be something. It can pretend to be an old person, a child, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So the problem with demons is that they don't remember things. So if they, if you ask it something and it doesn't recall it, like the spirit doesn't recall like, oh, this is what happened or it starts to change the story little by little and you start to notice it, that's how you know a demon is nearby, is what I've heard, hmm. at least. So, like, just be careful around spirits, because you never know for yeah. that part. So maybe a skinwalker, the reason why they take you out into the woods and put you in this trance to gain information is because if they do it based off only stalking and watching, they're not going to be able to retain all that information so well because maybe they don't have the brain power to easily remember this. So they take you out into the woods and they have you tell it everything and then they keep on doing this to the point until they remember and then once they're able to grasp all the information they give you then their prey the predator versus prey um fight begins right which is maybe why they do such a method because of how demons are very forgetful so maybe that's why it plays a role into those types of creatures just a theory but yeah it's possible i mean demons demons can't really just go and do things from what i understand there's always has to be a catch to what they do some sort of a limitation 
to like how and what they do because this isn't their world their world is hell the underworld there this is not their world we are we have power here we have more power than they do yeah it's like if we walked in their homeland they'd have more power over us than we would them it's kind of i think it's like a base of home it's just why we have more power and stuff like you said we have more power than them because this is our home this is we know how to control where we are they don't Mm -hmm. because it's not their territory so that's why there's always a catch to something could be possible so now in the realm of faking skinwalker sightings and evidence i think it's pretty easy to do something like that very easy to do something like that because the skinwalker um experience is a personal experience Mm -hmm. it's not a general announcement type of um like you hear a roar in the distance it's more of like who the viewers aren't gonna know whether what your mom sounds like you know the viewers are not gonna know what your friend sounds like and um at least with the vocal aspects of it i feel like it's very easy to fake what other ways do you think that someone could fake this well um with skinwalkers i know they tend to like um turn it like shapeshift into like an animal so people may like see like a deer that's like looking weird even though it may just be a deer but they'll probably be like oh it's a skinwalker when really it's just like a deer (laughs) so people may mistake it for like an animal rather than like the actual creature but i also got that also like benefits for the skinwalker if they think that like it's an animal so well that's a fair point that's a very fair point how about you joe well i think like similar to what she was going to say some animals have pigmentation issues like albino animals Mm. that's what they figured the chupacabra was it's an albino gange filled coyote and also when people see something doesn't belong it's like a tall white figure that could just be their mind making up details trying to scare you mm-hmm. you know because your mind's a real meanie like that and it's also thanks like, brain <laughs> it, your brain fills out information when it's missing some so if you hear like a bird cry in the distance you might if you especially if you've been in the woods for a long time you might hear your own name or something it's a psychological thing it's just your brain playing tricks on you at least that's what I'm hoping. Like, when people see things out of the ordinary, I believe that they just get scared, like, immediately. And the old um, folklore of the Skinwalkers and the Wendigo, um, some of it could have been brought about by just things that they thought they saw. Now, I'm going po- <laughs> I'm gonna pose a idea, and something normal, just something totally normal, like a bear... Now think about like how, what a bear looks like. You know, it's big, it's furry, um, most mostly cuddly but dangerous. It's a dangerous, cuddly um, type creature. Um, from afar, you can you know you have fun observing them from afar. Um, don't go and hug bears, uh, y'all. Don't do that. Um, That's scarier than the skinwalker. True, but you want to know what's just as scary? A hairless bear. How would you react if you saw a cre- if it was a hairless bear, a hairless albino bear? What well, you would think that was a skinwalker 
if it was like moseying by, you wouldn't think, oh, that's a bear. That's obviously a bear. I would just be confused. I'd be like, how did it lose that much hair? Would you even know it was a bear? I've seen a lot of pictures of like hairless like polar bears and stuff and like bears in general because the internet is weird and it somehow pops up on my feed. So um, <laughs> I just would be like, oh, it's a bear, but I'm very confused on why it has no fur. Did it deal with an accident or something? Is mm. there a disease it's dealing with? Like, that, I think that would be more my reaction than like, oh my god, it's a skinwalker. Because, number one, a skinwalker isn't something that's like on the top of my brain. It's more ghosts and demons that are always on the top of our brain because those are more... Uh, those are creatures and beings that are able to get closer to us compared to other paranormal creatures. Right. So, for me, I wouldn't think like, oh my god, skinwalker. Like, that's not what I would think. If I was, for example, with uh, the YouTuber Jasmine watched where I saw a friend randomly in the woods that wasn't there with us that day and, like, they knew the trail and I heard and heard them speak in this weird, like, gurbled voice and, like, deep and whatever, I'd be like, okay, something's wrong with you and you don't have a sore throat. I am 100% sure of that. So... For me, then I think like, okay, yeah, you're not who you're saying who you are. So I think that's where that would come into play. Not a bear being hairless because you could think like, oh, maybe it's dealing with a disease. Oh, maybe it's dealing with something else. Because with animals just staring at us and being animals, we don't know for 100% sure. So we can't always assume right away, oh my god, it's a paranormal creature. That might not be the case. It just could just be a random animal being like, I'm going to go get blueberries and I have no fur, but oh well, whatever. So like, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's very hard when it comes to a bear. But I believe it more when it's like, you see a friend that's not supposed to be there and they're acting really weird. And that would give me like the red light of like, something's wrong. I'm going to go back home. Because you hear so many stories of how people automatically get their gut feeling sixth sense of like, oh, yeah. this isn't right. Like, oh, you're yeah, not no. right. So let's leave. Like, I've read a, I've read a lot of stories about that. So like, got, I would believe that more than like a bear with no skin. I've had, I've had similar um, experiences just on my own, like with just all like a lot of things like that. Um, just sometimes you just get this gut feeling that's just like, this is probably Run. not this is yeah this is not an area i should be walking in right now i don't want to take this path on this in this forest i'm going to go the other direction um there's just something about it that just presents this really threatening energy sometimes and do you listen oh yeah no i listen i i go <laughs> oh I i'm go. the opposite i'm like uh my gut could be wrong because i'm all kind of like logical but also like yes i believe in it so i'd be like eh, i'm gonna go that way anyway and face doom so sometimes sometimes i will investigate certain things like if um i think something's there if i hear a noise i may like try and find out what it is but i'm not gonna go too far to go and try and find it if i don't hear it for a long time then i'm just gonna be like okay time to go you know like um nothing here i guess but something i want to bring up um that I do believe that we can deliberate about about this Wendigo, even though we know very little about it, is its design. Now, you guys have looked at the pictures of the Wendigo, right? So you know what this thing looks like. It's really weird. It looks like a bipedal deer um, with like decay going on. Now, I do have something that I believe could be a reason for why it's depicted this way. And I believe it has something to do with chronic wasting disease in deers. Oh yeah. Dear, I was 
I was just about to bring that up with the disease with the deers. I just can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah. Like, What's exactly? Do you know what the disease is? Like what it's about? Because I don't know. 100%. Yeah, I, I do. The what it what it is is um, it causes. It, it's almost like an anti rabies, but in like a decay form. So like the creature will start to um, become antisocial, start to leave its um, group, and it will also start to decay. Um, so, um, diff like it from a lack of nutrients. So like the disease causes nutrients to be insufficient in certain areas on its skin and in its organs. So it'll start to show its ribs and it'll even the skin will start to peel away and you can see its insides mm. sometimes which is why like it's the window picture of the wendigo looks like a decaying deer i believe that this was the natives interpretation of like what was wrong maybe they might have looked at it and, and thought oh that person is just now turning into a wendigo you know like look at this like because think about it, it's a decaying deer. Over like all other animals, you have a deer in which in North America, you have this disease, chronic wasting disease, which is understandable um, to be misinterpreted because the natives have been here for a long time. And I'm sure this disease has been here for equally as long. So how else would you think that they would explain this type of sickness for the, for the deer? And I mean, there's other details about the Wendigo. Um, some that I thought were pretty interesting um, in popular culture and media and in cinema. Um, there is a movie that did have like a snippet of like what I would interpret as like a skinwalker slash Wendigo type creature. Um, if you guys have ever heard of the movie Annihilation, um, did you did you watch it, Jazz? No. Well, Annihilation just so happens to be the movie adaptation of one of my favorite books by um, Jeff Vandermeer. Um, this is a science fiction book. Now, what eventually happens is these this this group of women go on this expedition into this place where a meteor had caused like a whole bunch of weird stuff to happen. So they're like a scientific expedition to find out what happened to the people that were living in this area and the, the other teams that went in and never, never came back out. So what, ends up, what they end up discovering is that this meteor had like some sort of intelligent life form in it that was um, creating a refraction of everything around it. So everything was blending with everything else. So like an alligator would have shark teeth, um like the like a boar would have traits of a deer deers could duplicate each other like immediately like there were all these really weird things going ar around flowers were blended with other flowers um in one particular instance was the bear now there was a scene where the bear had killed one of their team members and this was at night and so the bear just straight up took her and dragged her into the woods and you can hear her screaming as she's being killed in the distance and um later on in the movie and in the story the bear makes its return but in a different kind of way 
So they're being held captive upstairs by one of their own teammates who's lost her mind. Um, the, um, the teammate suddenly hears a voice and it's the voice of the, of the lady that was just dragged into the woods like three scenes before that. And she, and you hear like, help, help, help. And then she's like, oh my God, it's her. And then she runs down the stairs and then you hear like a, like a squelch. Like she just got like murdered basically. And then here comes the bear and the bear has a completely rotted away face. It's just like a skull and it's walking up to the different people who are tied up in the chairs and it's telling them help, help when the voice of the woman it just killed. So to me, like I didn't think much of that scene besides, holy crap, that's very spooky <laughs> and creepy. But I feel like that's a pretty good interpretation of a skinwalker. Like just a really subtle interpretation of a skinwalker. I think it's the closest I think as of right now, besides the the game that you mentioned. Um, I think that's the closest we're gonna get as of um, for right now in films of the Skinwalker and the Windigo, and I think that's really great representation for this, and I hope in the future we get to learn more about these different types of creatures, and instead of paranormal movies or horror movies focusing on just spirits and demons and whatnot, that we go more in depth with, like, actual creatures, you know? Because that would be pretty cool. Right, right. And, um, Joe, I just want to ask you, what, what do you think... The, the reason is for the Wendigo and the Skinwalkers. Like, what what do you think led to their creation? The same thing that led to Vampire's creation. You know? It's something to be afraid of. It's a reason not to go out at night alone. It's a reason to be careful when you're just out on the woods and you hear something that doesn't belong. That means it doesn't belong. So, I don't want, like, a reason as to why, like how those legends arose. Probably we covered that with the deer and the decaying animals and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the reason we're still talking about it today is that there's evidence for it, you know? Like yeah. that crazy video gives me the chills to this day. Um, yeah, it's something that we like to think about. Same as vampires, same as werewolves, same as everything else. Oh yeah, definitely. And... Even now, when I went to go and research on a few things, um, someone said that there may even be that type of creature here in Fort Myers. I wouldn't be surprised. So I want to go and look into that. Someone said it's werewolf-like. So, anyway, just something to keep in mind, y'all. Um, thank you for joining us this episode of How to Cry Monster. And I am Neil Nestor. I'm Sam. I'm Jasmine. Boo! I'm Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week for our next episode. Thank you. Watch out who you hang out with. <laughs> <laughs>